Hello there, welcome to another episode of the Profit Profile Podcast. In this episode, we have an interview with none other than the award-winning barber, Dean Gleason. Now, we're going to learn all about Dean's profile building efforts. Dean is an alumni from one of our programs and he is really an amazing success story which you are really going to need to follow this guy. So I recommend at the end of this episode, you head down to the um, show notes, check him out on Instagram. The tag is there. His work is phenomenal. He is an award-winning barber and we're going to learn some strategies of how he was able to leverage that to really become a real industry powerhouse okay guys so draw your chairs up get yourself a coffee if you're cycling be careful if you're driving make sure you keep to the road signs and you don't kind of get kind of run off the road because this episode is going to be amazing okay next up is dean gleason Profit Profile Podcast. How are you feeling today, man? I'm good. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, listen, mate. I, I, you know, it's my pleasure, mate. It really is. It's been uh, amazing watching you and your profile grow. And I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. And for listeners listening right now, uh, they might not know of you. So I want you just to introduce yourself to the listeners and let's find a bit more about Dean Gleason. No problem. Well, as I say, my name's Dean Gleason. Uh, I've been in the industry for quite around 16 years now. Um, worked in various shops over my career. Uh, started off as a hairdresser and then quickly realised that barbering was actually my passion and the route I wanted to go down. So, yeah, switched into that direction and then really ended up chasing that um, passion by opening up my own shop around six years ago and it's called Mengo Mal Grooming uh, in Leon C. And yeah, ever since then, it's been really building that up and sort of building my own path. And this, as you know, after speaking to yourself, it was hit that stage now where I wanted to really carve my way into the industry. So yeah, that's what we're focusing on now. Brilliant. So tell me about the whole kind of career path in terms of owning a shop and also building your own personal brand. Has there been any challenges with doing that? Um, what have you found the most? Is it challenging or not? What, what has that been for you? Yeah, I, I, I think we had the initial struggles where it was just getting the clientele through the door and stuff like that. But the stage I'm at now, which I'm, I'm struggling with more, is when I first opened, it was a case of we just worked and worked and worked and worked just cutting hair after hair after hair after client and it was it was fine it was good and it was it's enough for some people at the time it was enough for what I wanted but the problem that's happened is where I'm a owner worker it was a lot of working in business rather than actually working on the business and the problem that's created now is that we're six years down the line and all of a sudden it's I'm now over the last year or so been trying to sort of gain traction on stuff that I should have really been doing from the beginning but because we were so focused on building the shop up it kind of took a bit of a back seat so yeah it's it's not necessarily I wouldn't say it was a struggle but it's I wish I'd done stuff differently if I knew back then what I know now I'd have done stuff differently when I first opened rather than just focusing on putting money in the till right so let's get into the nitty-gritty what mm-hmm. have you learned that you would have let's see if you took yourself back six years or yeah. even even maybe, um 
you know, maybe eight years, just before yeah. opening up the shop, what would you have done differently? And what have you learned to, to, to that you've learned to get you to this point to realize, ah, maybe I would have, you know, what, what, what was that? All those things you can it's, um, elaborate. For me, it's just, it's getting out there. It's, I always had imposter syndrome back in the day. It was because I just opened a shop. It was a, it was a case of, oh, there's no point me entering that award because no one knows who I am yet. Or there's no point me trying to work this show because I've not got enough experience yet. And it's, there was all of them all the time. And I've learned now that it's, there's something I see the other day and it's not to let yourself be the reason you're not where you want to be. And that is, that's exactly what I was doing. The, the only reason I wasn't winning awards or I wasn't doing shows is because I was telling myself personally that I, I couldn't do it yet or I shouldn't do it yet because people didn't know me. So if I could go back to the beginning now, I would straight away, I'd be networking for a start, attending shows, putting my face everywhere, getting to know people. Because just from building up networking through lockdown, I've met, some, I knew them through the industry anyway, but I've now got good relationships with them. I've got close, yeah, close working courts with them just from literally jumping in their inbox, talking to them. And you soon realise that these people that you've seen on stage and that have, you've built up to be legends in your mind are just genuinely nice people that are happy to help you if you just ask them. Fantastic. So, you know, you've been on a few coaching. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, you know, I've had the pleasure of uh, doing uh, coaching you one on one as but as well as being a part of one of uh, my coaching programs, which is yep. uh, uh, Exposure. Um, tell me about that experience. So why is, you know, why did you seek out a coach or a mentor to help you get to that next level? What was, what, why did you think it was important for your career progression? For me, it was, I knew where I wanted to be. I knew what I wanted to achieve. I knew where I wanted to be in my career, but it was, I didn't know, I don't know if it was I didn't know how to do it or I just needed showing the direction I needed to go in to sort of get started on that path. So it could be accountability, it could be I just wanted someone's experience to sort of, to guide me in that that direction. As I say, like when we started working together, I'd seen you on shows early in my career and it was was one of them. When I was walking around Sound International, I'd seen yourself, Kevin Lutch, all different people like that on stage and you think, that's what I want to do. And it was, I think it was a little bit of, you've been there, you've experienced it, you've achieved that high level. So why not go straight to the source and, and learn from you? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that shortcuts a lot of the old, uh, that shortcuts a lot of the kind of, um, the the kind of the process essentially. You're, yeah, you're of course. Of shortcutting years of trying to figure it out yourself, aren't you really? Yeah. And I, th- I think that was the biggest problem because I'd, I'd spent five, six years, not doing it I sort of wanted to get there as quickly as I possibly could now I didn't want to try and figure out how to do it and take a longer process I wanted to just smash it as quick as I could and absorb as much knowledge as I could and get known in the industry quicker so yeah I think that's definitely been a benefit for me is you're not you're not learn, you're not relearning yourself you're you've got someone with experience who's working with you who can guide you and if you do go off track you've got someone that can bring you back on it Mm, wow that's amazing so tell me about now obviously you've i mean the major big thing that you've won and this is uh, last year you've won the pro barber 
World Series, and that was sponsored by Dapper Dan. Yes. Tell me about the whole experience. Uh, what 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 gave you the confidence to enter that competition? And did you win it? Or let me find about how you. What was your <laughs> what was the result? If there was one, let me talk about the whole experience. Well, that was that was the first competition that I, I took seriously. So we've entered stuff in the past, like L'Oreal Colour Trophy, and got to regionals, and we've entered other competitions. But it's been a case of the deadlines come and I've rifled through my photos and found one that could suit the brief and just sent it in and, and got lucky sometimes and unlucky others. Whereas this one, I've, I knew I wanted to enter it. I'd done my research and since working with, with yourself on exposure, I've always been quite passionate about photography on the sideline away from hair. So I thought, right, this is a great opportunity for me to actually do the whole process myself. So I, I had to pick a model had to style them. You didn't have to take the shots yourself. You could get a photographer to do it, but I thought it's a it's a good way for me to learn. I, I enjoy the photography anyway. So I thought, right, well, I'll try to do the whole process myself. So like, fortunately, like I say, I did end up winning it. But even if I hadn't, it would have been a great experience for me to learn how to run a shoot myself. And it was stuff we were learning on the course as well. So it was all really beneficial for me. So yeah, I had to find this model, um, cut their hair to fit the brief, and then it was to style, shoot them and send them in. So it was judged by a panel of judges. Like you say, it was sponsored by Dapper Dan. And yeah, it was one of them. I sent it in. I was, I was confident with the image. Didn't really know where it was going to place. And a bit naively, I sort of just forgot about it. I entered it and forgot about it. And then it was only when it come through to like the final stages, someone tagged me because when they actually released the finalist names, got through to the final five, they hadn't wrote them as a comment. So it was just in the caption. So it didn't notify you that you'd done it. And it was only because someone tagged me saying, oh, congratulations for hitting the final. You think, all right, hang on. I could actually be in with a chance of, of grabbing this now. So then the heart starts going and the, the pole starts racing. So, <laughs> yeah. And then I think it was two or three days later, they announced the winner. And yeah, I ended up I ended up taking it. And it was it was the first time that I thought, Right, okay, we we are at that stage in the career now. Like I am I'm worthy of entering competitions and it we could take this somewhere. So yeah, that was what really sort of lit the fire and ignited that hunger to to go after more then. So what was the what was the result? What did you So um, it was yeah the the biggest prize that came from it for me was we we got a lot of um I got a lot of products because uh, Dapper Dan sponsored it. You got a a product range from them to start off with. Um, I'll touch on that in a second, but it was, we got the products from them. You got uh, vouchers for the wholesalers like Barber Blades. Um, but the biggest one that come for me personally was I ended up landing the front cover of Barber Evo. And for me, that's been, that's been the sort of goal that I've set from day one. The minute I started cutting hair, I'd read HJ, I'd read Modern Barber, I'd read Barber Evo. And I think, if I could get on that front cover, that for me, that is cherry on the cake. That is the achievement I'd want to get. So to land that, that's been, yeah, definitely a milestone in my career. And I didn't really know what what that was going to stand for. But since getting that front cover, it's definitely elevated and like rocketed the career because people take you. I know it sounds silly because it, it, it should make a difference, but in your head, it shouldn't. But they take you more seriously once you've been on a front cover because automatically you're almost seen as that expert, aren't you? If you've been mm. chosen to be on the front cover, people think you reason. must 
yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. They're not just they're not putting on people on a front cover for no reason. So it was, yeah, it's it's given me more confidence to talk to people when companies approach me. I mean, you know what it's like, the amount of companies that will message you asking you to do work for free all the time, whereas the minute you get put on that front cover, they they stop wasting your time, I think. That's the biggest difference I've found. When people come to you now, they're coming to you for a reason. They're not just trying to get you to work for free or they're not just trying to get something out of you for nothing. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, that's that for me, that's been my my goal-scoring moment. With the, the Dapper Dan side of it, with being the competition being sponsored by me, it's actually led to me working with that company now being sponsored by their product range so that's that's been really beneficial for me wow. personally and for the shop because i've got a great relationship with them now the product range is excellent and it's i made a promise to myself last year because i've done stuff in the past where you start working with companies to sort of gain exposure or to get out there a bit and you don't really stand by the products and i've I made a promise to myself last year i'm not going to work with anyone unless i personally back the brand myself and mm. it's i'm at a good stage now where anyone that i'm working with is someone that I, I generally use myself i will back them to anyone that i speak to so it's a good place to be in because it's you're not just you're not selling your soul to the devil effectively you're not just promoting a product because they've got a hundred thousand followers because you want to get your name out there it's stuff I'd, I'd use in the shop day in day out i rate their products i would use them even if i didn't wasn't working with them wasn't sponsored by them so, yeah, it's a really, really good relationship with government at the moment. Fantastic. So what would you tell anybody who is thinking about entering competitions? What would your, be your advice now? To be honest, as an expert, what would you recommend? And how would you tell them to go for the process? What just, would you be your, your top tips? Just do it. That is my biggest thing. I, for years, I was one of them. It was always something. It was, oh, I can't find the right model or... I'm not good enough to do it or I don't know enough or I've not got enough time. If if you want to find an excuse not to do something, you will find an excuse not to do something. So mm. my biggest advice now is organisation. So I'll split my year into on the calendar. I'll split it into, I'll work out all the dates because that was what I was guilty of before. I wouldn't really know when the competitions were and then I'd see something ping up on social media and I'd think, oh God, I've got to enter that. So then last minute I would enter it. So just planned everything is planned in the organization so just if you know when the dates are coming you can work backwards from that so you can three months in advance you can source your model then you can shoot it then you can edit it and then you can get it ready and make sure the briefs hit because if you do it under pressure it's never good you can get results under pressure but as long as you're organized enough you can achieve it and it's yeah i'll just enter as much as you can because winning's brilliant yeah if you come away with a trophy, excellent. But if you don't, the experience you're going to get from entering that competition is worth more than winning sometimes. Mm, yeah, it's amazing. And obviously you get to work with different people. Who have you got to work with after winning that competition? I, I was touching it earlier that people that I've got quite a, a good relationship with now and over the past few months have actually been going up uh, with Kevin Lutchman and just sort of assisting on photo shoots. I sort of spoke to him about the course and uh, I was getting like I was passionate about photography and it was something that I wanted to sort of venture into and take a bit more seriously because I was one of them that I just I would take photos in the shop I'd do a haircut and I'd, I'd like it so I think well I'll snap it on a camera but it's never been a serious sort of thing it's just been there's been people in the background I've not really paid attention to backdrops and scenes and stuff like that so I had a chat with him and he's not that far away from me to be fair so yeah I was quite fortunate that he said look if you want to come along 
and assist me on a few shoots, then you're more than happy to. And from just going in there for a few days and just watching how he works and the confidence I've got from being on the course is I actually understand what he's doing. Cause I mean, if I went in there without doing the course, I knew enough about photography to understand it, but being on the exposure course and work with yourself, it's sort of, it's given me a higher understanding of what's actually going on with the running order, with the photography, with the models, with the styling. So yeah, I mean, working with him has been a, a real benefit because it's, he's a men's hairdresser himself. So it's helped me with sort of session styling, how to get models ready and the actual photography itself. So it's been a really good learning curve. Brilliant, brilliant. So networking now, is that mm-hmm. going to be a part of your, your, your kind of um, strategy moving forward? How would you now, if you were to network with people, what would that look like? And, and maybe you can give some tips to those people who are listening, hopefully that they can get some ideas of maybe yeah. your strategy now. Um, it's daily for me now. It's, it's something that it was, it's just part of my job now. I didn't see it as part of the job before. In my head, cutting hair was my job, so I just cut hair. And I've now realised how integral it actually is as a part of, of our industry. It's, I know people now that I didn't even know last year purely from putting myself out there. So there's, there's two, two or three different ways that I really do my networking. One is social media. It's, it's a brilliant platform and it's people, I sort of think people perceive social media that they're going to put a post up and then not do anything and they're going to get all these people following them back or conversing with them or talking to them whereas so as now i'll spend a portion of my day actually messaging people or building relationships with people on social media because there's people that i speak to now in america that i've never even met but i've got quite a good relationship with them purely because i've been talking to them about their work and networking them because then if i do go over to america for one of the barber expos they're going oh, to already look, know can i just I rephrase that yeah. When you go over. To when America. I go over. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I go over for the Marvel Expos, they're going to know who I am. But whereas before, I'd be walking in there so blind and sort of. And, and that's when the confidence lacks because you're walking into a situation where you feel that no one knows who you are. And that's when the imposter syndrome creeps in because you think, mm. I'm out of my depth here. No one knows who I am. Whereas now, even if I've built relationships with 10 people, if I walk around and all of a sudden they know me, straight away your confidence is through the roof because you feel welcomed yes so so social media is is a big one for me and another one is i've just been investing in shows it's been a it's a big one especially this year i'm going to focus on going to as many hair shows fashion shows that i can get to really just to Mm -hmm. keep cropping up meet people because it's I think you get stuck where you think, oh, I should only talk to barbers because I'm a barber. I'll just talk to barbers. That's, that's all I need to network with. Whereas if you network with, I mean, you know better than anybody. If you network with fashion designers, if you network with makeup artists, if you network with all different kinds of people, you're going to get such a big net of people that in your, yeah, in your network that you're, it's unstoppable what you can do, really. Your options are just unlimited. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, I love that because you know, I, you know, for, for for me, and this is what I when I when I talk about this sort of thing, um, it, it's the opportunities that are afforded to people. It's like when it, I've always said it in the past. It's like it's not what you know, who you know, it's who knows you. Of and if people know, like, and trust 
you and you've got a, a, you know a conversation go with the sparked they see you on the front cover magazine they see your work mm-hmm. they trust and know you and especially in the creative industry yeah. nobody wants to take risks of course they only not. work with people that they know like and trust that's mm-hmm. bottom line so you're doing the right things man i, I love what i'm hearing man it, it sounds amazing and i think any of your listeners hopefully listening to this right now can take a massive leaf out of your book mm-hmm. um in the fact that you are really putting your name out there yeah. i mean you comment you spend a considerable time on social yeah. you're using it productively yeah. building that relationship rather than liking and ghosting it yeah. really is or just scrolling through for the scroll sake you are actively creating a relationship which is fantastic yeah. and i think it's it's all about authentic relationships like you say you've got to be genuine there's no point just sitting on instagram and liking someone's picture with three fire emojis if you're wanting to build relationships you need to actually pay attention if someone's putting a haircut up of long curls and you're putting up sick fade it's not going to be like a a genuine (laughs) comment because you're not paying attention to the photo are you so yeah if you've got and people see through it if you want to be genuine and you want to actually get this person in your network you need to find out a bit about them so i'll always do it i'll go through their instagram and i'll find out a bit what they're about if you scroll through you might know their hobbies you might know it and just actually talk to them about what they they genuinely want to hear rather than just liking a photo and commenting on the photo but it's yeah i mean networking alone after after one of the sessions that we spoke to spoke to lands on since doing that it's you then broaden your horizons because i wanted to do a bit of sort of session work or film work and i quickly found out from people like lands and people uh like speaking to joseph cognac they were saying that especially in the film industry now people don't just want one speciality because of like teams are getting smaller now because of covid and it's more cost effective so they don't just want you'll be very fortunate if they just want a men's hair specialist or they just want a makeup artist they want someone that they can do Someone can do hair, can do a bit of makeup, can do wigs. So the more you can network with them people and the amount of trade-offs that I've been offered from like reaching out to people that specialise in styling women's hair, for instance, or styling wigs, and they've said, well, actually, I want to learn a bit of men's hairdressing, so why don't we trade? You teach me how to do men's hair, I'll teach you how to do women's hair. And it just, I would never have done that a few years ago if I hadn't spoke to these people because... I was too tunnel vision and that I just had to speak to barbers rather than broadening my horizons and speaking to photographers, stylists, makeup artists. And it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth doing. Yeah, man. I, I think that's the thing. I think for most people, it's, it's, you know, you, people in the old industry are not going to give you the opportunities. No, <laughs> you're, no, fighting, you're fighting with the piranhas. And yeah. It's yeah. Like, well, there's, there's, if that if that pool is too crowded, yep. you're gonna eat yourself. Hundred percent. Analyze yourself. Yeah. You know, there's many places to, to fish and eat, and you can do very well. But you know, as I say, um, it's it's really funny. It's like barbers only following barbers, yeah, and only liking barbers' work. And you and it's really you know when you think about it, it, it doesn't make any sense because no. you're not gonna work with that person. You're not gonna they you know they 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 don't add as much value as mm-hmm. you going out to other people. So yeah, I love what you just uh, just just said there, man. Yeah, it's 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 definitely something that's changed my mindset. I mean, I read tons of books. That's my sort of knowledge base. Is I just read and read and read and absorb stuff. And I come across stuff something the other day, and it said if like in context of our industry, if you tell if you tell yourself you only cut hair, 
you will only cut hair. Whereas if you tell yourself why you cut hair, then your your limits are unstoppable. So if you if you tell yourself you cut hair because X, Y, and Z, that could be you want to make men feel confident about themselves or you enjoy the conversation that you have with your clients when they sit in a chair. That then leads to more stuff. Like if you you could then branch out into the mental health side of it. Like I know the Lions Barbers Collective are doing the great things with like prevention of suicide in men and stuff like that. And it's if I tell myself that I just cut hair, I don't cut hair because I enjoy making someone's hair half an inch shorter than it was four weeks ago. <laughs> I, I cut hair because I like make it like giving men the ability to be the best version of themselves they can by unlocking that confidence. So that then plays into you could then go down the route of yeah like the styling and the fitness and the health and the advice and stuff so it's the, the limits are they're endless if you wanted to do it love that i love what you said there and you know what uh, i can i just add to that you know because if we're just solving this, the same problem as everybody else which is mm-hmm. taking half an inch off each month yeah we can only be charged we can only charge what everyone else is charging there mm-hmm. is no blue sea or there's no blue ocean to what you're doing to what someone else is doing Mm -hmm. and if we are all doing the same half an inch and given solving the same problem then there is no highly paid person or uh, someone can do more things and travel and those sorts of things Mm -hmm. but if we're solving bigger problems which like you just say your big whys what is the whys Mm -hmm. people need to know that and if we can solve bigger problems um so for me um i i I kind of with my my coaching i I love telling people to solve bigger problems we cannot solve half an inch problems no because you become a commodity and if it's a commodity there's a, a race to the bottom in terms yep. of pricing, in terms of how fast you can do it. We compete with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But if we are literally saying, I'm probably solving a problem of status. I'm solving a problem of health, mental health with the work that I'm doing. I'm solving a problem of connecting and networking people. I'm solving a problem of my community uh, coming together in, a, in a, an environment that is, you know, helps the culture. That is what people's notice and again you get a blue ocean effect to what you're doing compared to somebody else man love yeah, that exactly that exactly that yeah love that love that love that so man listen so what does the future hold for you Dean now with all these wonderful things that's happening right now what excites you for 2022 and beyond and what aspirations do you see yourself or for your business for your family you know in terms of what your goals for moving forward and we're just we're keeping building, man. That is that is the first goal. We just keep keep building, keep on that momentum. And it's, I mean, but the first first goal I want that's the biggest one for me is to get a full collection published. Because I know I said the milestone was to get the front cover, but for me to get, I've had photos in magazines, but to get an actual dedicated collection, an article into one of the leading industry magazines, that would be yeah, that would be career highlight for me for people to open it and see my whole collection in there that would be fantastic brilliant but for me like you say family life a goal for me i mean i heard this the other day and it's it sat in with me it said um what was it saying the ultimate goal should be to wake up and go to sleep whatever time you want if you can do (laughs) that you've then achieved it because you're not working on anyone else's clock if you've if you can achieve a point where you're making money in your sleep, for instance, or you've built a, a big enough career or an online presence or something like that, that you can 
I want to hit a point where I don't need to work. And I know that mm. sounds a bit big headed and stuff, but it's not the fact that I'm being big headed about it. I just want to, one, I want to build my brand, the shop big enough that I don't have to be in it. I love cutting hair and I will always mm -hmm. cut hair and I love being part of the business. But at the moment it's at a stage where I need to be in it majority of the time. So I want to hit a point where I could step back from it to go and do show work, to do session work, to enter awards, to do photographic work and it not, impact the business so that's a that's a big goal for me because i need to pay attention to money wise for the family so i can't just step back from it and go off my own ventures without paying attention to that so that's that that is a main goal to to build a something that will place the money that comes from that or keep that sustaining at the same level that i can then go and pursue my other dreams up like with the photography and stuff and that might be the photography itself it might be a fact that i do similar to what kevin's doing where he still cuts hair but he's got the photography as his main sort of passion now, his main job. Mm. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah, love it. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And I think, I think the beauty of uh, when you see someone else doing something, you know, it can be done and it's possible. Of course. Yeah. And then when you know it's, it's, it's possible, then you know that, right, if they've done it, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And that, that really does help because you're right, you know, you're watching, you know, a lot of uh, barbers, even hairdressers transition. Uh, I mean, we had, um, we had Desmond Murray on exposure and he talked about his, what his collections and how he did things differently. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and these really prominent, I think the very first person I saw that was hairdresser photographer was, um, what's the guy, Tony guy, I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, my days has just got off my head. Um, oh, oh my days. Oh my days. It's just gone off my head. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. It but yeah, happens to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just that you know people that do hair, they they move naturally into these other creative arts, and they, yeah. you know, they it, 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 it's very complementary uh, in one showing one's work and obviously marketing and getting the work out there, which is so important uh, because without people seeing the work, then you know it's very no. difficult that someone can see. Okay, can they do it? Can't they do it? You know. And I think it's quite interesting for me to see that. It's, it's hard for me to look at sole photographers and think, oh, I can achieve that because that is their their career. But when you look at people like Desmond Murray, who's done, mm. he is a hairdresser originally, who then went into photography. You look at Kevin, he's done hairdressing. He now does photography. You, you've got all these people that are, like you've got Kai that does them. You've got, you've got all these people that have done hair before that are now transitioned into photography as well as hair. Yeah, it's sort of refreshing to think, oh, do you know what? I can do this. And it's, I mean, for me, that would be the ultimate achievement. If I could style, cut, shoot, edit, and post my own collection and it get published, to think, oh, you've done that all yourself, that's, yeah, that for me, that would be the, the win. Fabulous. Dean, it's been an absolute pleasure to, uh, talking with you. Where can people find more about you, your work, uh, and just any final thoughts, my man? Uh, main main thing for me nowadays is probably Instagram, and that is Dean underscore Gleason underscore. So it's G L E S O N. Feel free to message me on there. Um, yeah, add it, give us a follow. We can get networking, like we we're saying. Um, and final thoughts: I would just just educate yourself. I mean, I was I was always one of them that sort of was a bit naive to how impactful it actually was. I sort of tried stumbling around myself for a few years, but invest in education because you're never going to lose out on that money at all 
Dane, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Thank you for having me. podcast. Listen, man, it's just, you're, you're doing amazing stuff. So, guys, you need to look out for Dean Gleason. It's going to be burning up your social media and your magazines. You're like, already he's done it. He's the front covers. <laughs> you're going to see this guy completely blow up. And you know what? Hopefully, you're encouraged and you're inspired by what he's doing. So, Dean, thank you so much for Thanks, inspiring Chris. and for being the person that you are because you are an inspiration, my man. Thank you again. I appreciate that. Well, guys, I really hope you enjoyed that episode with Dean. His success story isn't exclusive to Dean. Anyone can achieve those goals and dreams as long as you have the right help. You know, we all have a need and desire to become better at what we do. And that's the most important driver for us as hair professionals. Because we all need to become better versions of ourselves. We are constantly learning. Now, if you need some help in that whole process of building your profile, I've got a free training link in the bio of the show notes. Check this training out that me and myself, Andy, are doing a training specifically on exposure, the exact same program that Dean has been on. I recommend you check it out, guys, and actually watch the training because it really is insightful of how you can get the profile and the career of your dreams. Simply click the link in the show notes and that will take you to a training page where you can watch the training and we will definitely help you with your ambitions to become the best version of yourself. Until next week, guys, have a great week and we will see you again real soon. Love, peace and hair grease.